Hello guys, do you like my style? You can have it as well. Sudkovia. We offer elegant clothes, but also casual clothes. Pajamas, sweaters, t-shirt, socks, sneakers, everything. Nastrovi, come and visit us in Sudkovia. Check out Sudkovia. <laughs> Welcome to the Coffee Clatch Crew, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Review. I'm Jason Pistorino. This is Lewis. And Brian is not here. Apparently he took the Super Soldier Serum. And sorry guys, he's actually a bad guy. He's freaking out. He wants death to all. He wants ultimate power. And we can't have him on the podcast right now. Yeah, he totally lied to us because he did say he, he wouldn't take it. And there he is. Yeah, taking but he, it. he was too quick to say no. And I knew it. Actually, we could start with that because I never got to say if I would I would take that in a heartbeat, like instantly. Oh, yeah. As he was talking, I was just thinking, bullshit, 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 bullshit. Yeah. I would take it. I sure. wouldn't I have to go to the gym. I'd be fit right away, eat anything I wanted, have all the power and uh, make money, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. That's an easy question for me. So oh, no, easy answer. Oh. But obviously, the first thing I would do with my powers is to help everybody really that's the first no, man thing. <laughs> i would go to like every fast food restaurant and just pig out knowing oh, yeah. that i won't you know nothing would happen to me well i'd be on instagram tagging the rock and saying you call that cheat day check this shit out <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that the rocks cheat day it's ridiculous i i i want to throw up of how much food he eats like well i want to eat it first then throw up that's yeah. A, yeah well today we're here for a bonus cast we're going to give an overview of our thoughts on the series, give it a little bit of a wrap-up, some thoughts on some rumors going out, discuss what Disney Plus is doing for the future, Phase 4. We'll skim the surface, obviously, because there's so much to talk about. It would be hours and hours of information if we broke down every new show, what it means, and then the movies following those shows. The fact of the matter is, it's a really good time to be a Marvel fan. Definitely. All this cool stuff, all this cool content coming out. It would be great if I was just a kid and had no job right now so I could just like sit there and just watch all this stuff all day. I just had that conversation with my cousin. I was playing uh, Xbox with him and we were discussing, this is way off topic by the way. We were discussing, oh, sure. <laughs> we're going to be loose this episode. We were discussing the Xbox membership where you pay every month and you can download uh, any game for free. Yeah, Game Pass I think it's Game called. Pass, that's it. And I was thinking, if they had Game Pass when I was in college or even in high school, perfect because you have all the time in the world to play with your friends it wouldn't be worth it for me i buy one game like assassin's creed and i play it for six months <laughs> before i beat yeah. it so right away i would have wasted my money on that games in general for me is a waste of, like I'll, I'll buy it and i'll play it i'll never beat the game i haven't beat grand theft auto and i've been playing it for like six years oh no i haven't beat it because <laughs> i play it all online so it's just like uh. i beat that game that was really fun i beat it on the 360 i think dude that's how long ago. And they're still That's selling it at full price and still making money. It's insane. And then they keep putting like stuff to download, like pay to download order, and people still do it. Like oh, I yeah. stopped doing it a long time ago, but it's just like, why? Why that, are you still doing this? Yeah. That's why they haven't come out with a new one. They're making so much money on this one. Why would you move forward? It's well, kind of annoying. <laughs> well, speaking of moving forward, and Brian's probably killing us because he's going to edit this. You're welcome, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Let's start with the overall thoughts. On the first Falcon and the Winter Soldier season. I'll start it off. I'll tell you this. It was a strong season. It was a Marvel action-packed season. It had our boy Anthony Mackie, Sebastian. I mean, 
you can't go wrong with them. The visual effects are second to none, like always. They had the money, they had the talent. Of course, we have some issues with the storyline and something that you don't say much about the Marvel Universe, the bad guy not being in-depth enough. But we actually know the reason why, and that's because of COVID. Right. They wrote and they shot the entire show with it in mind that Carly and the Flag Smashers were trying to get medicine to combat the virus to people that could not get the medicine. And there's, of course, way more to that. And you guys have discussed it in the past. I think if that storyline was in play, we would actually connect more with the Flag Smashers. We would actually have those inner feelings that you hope that you have with really good movies and TV shows, those conflicting thoughts of, those are bad guys, but I kind of feel why they're doing it. Kind of understand it. I wouldn't probably go about it that way, but it makes sense how they got to this road. When they had to pull that out, and I mean, give credit to Marvel, they still pulled something off. Yeah. With the rug being pulled out from under them, it just doesn't land as well as all the other Marvel shows and movies that we've seen. If it wasn't Marvel, let's say this was a, a new show. Let's pretend the Falcon wasn't something that Marvel did. Let's just pretend it was something brand new. I think we mm. would say, this was pretty good. I'm yeah, actually on board. I'm excited for season two. I think they already said this is going to be like a one-time event. But if they did do a season two, it would be amazing. I think to their credit, like you were saying, Jason, is that they had to change so much from the storyline because of COVID that you didn't get the sense of Carly being a good person, right? Like if you, they would have had that whole plot of the medicine and the virus and her fighting for people trying to get this medicine, then, you know, you would have that feeling of like, oh, well, she is, she's trying to do the right thing. It's just the way that she's doing it is, is kind of off. The way they edited, the way they rewrote everything right now, it just seems like she's uh, the bad guy straight up. And you really don't get that feeling, you know, in the beginning, you kind of got it. But and I know throughout the season, like, I feel like Brian felt more of the sense of what they were trying to do with Carly, where I think me and you, we were like, yeah, but she's blowing up buildings and, uh, you know, she's killing people, you know, so and it didn't make sense because we lost that whole medicine and helping people out and that whole storyline. I think we lost that. Well, um, her pa her passion. We right. couldn't understand why is she so passionate about this? Understandably, there's things going on. People, you know, are now being displaced because everyone's back. The, the population's back. But the passion felt like the ends didn't justify the means. Something's right. missing. And we felt it. But again, to Marvel's credit, it was still very entertaining. It wasn't like the show fell apart. After, and I've seen so many shows fall apart because of COVID. A lot of storylines, um, especially network television, is, is ridiculous. So many series... You know, because of COVID, they had to change their scripts around it. And I feel like everyone's season this year is just like the worst season because <laughs> they really lost like the essence of whatever show, you know, they had before COVID. But with Marvel, it didn't feel that way. It still felt like a Marvel series. I, I still got everything I wanted. Yeah, there could have been more. Uh, the scripts could have been tighter. The dialogue could have been tighter. But um, I was still very entertained. And I, I think they did a pretty good job of that, considering what was going on. Yeah, it's definitely a testament to Marvel. It's a Marvel that they were able to pull it off, <laughs> pun intended. And yes, I think you're right. It's not going to be a season two, maybe a movie or a season two, but it's going to be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier or something similar to that. We yeah. shall see what happens. And Lord knows Marvel's got a lot in the works, and we'll go over that in a second. Let's go over our characters and as a whole, what we felt. Let's keep it short because you and I, we could probably talk about this for hours for each oh, for character. Sure. But let's start from the top, Falcon, a.k.a. Captain America. I will tell you right up top that I think he did an amazing job. Anthony Mackie is the shit. He looks good with the shield. He looks good in his new uniform. Although, like I said to you before, it was a little too clean for me, a little bit too much white, but he still looks dope. I had a question about this. When you saw 
the falcon flying, and he had the shield on the back of his wings, which looked mm. cool. How does he get his drones out? Because the drones are under that. I'm thinking it may be under the So the it comes shield. out backwards. Right. It comes out backwards and it goes up. I don't know. I got to watch the footage now. Maybe if we see this scene again, we could probably see the drones come up. Um, but, I mean, the shield does look bad. It, it's kind of like, I feel like it's his cape, right? Like you see the shield, you know, the symbol, and then you see cool wings and a shield, which looks badass on screen. So, But, yeah, I think Sam Wilson, he kind of embodied the, the Captain America essence i guess at the end right like yeah well, you know, hold he... on i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off i want to disagree with you here okay. on, on semantics because it doesn't okay. really matter but who cares let's talk about it his cape is his wings okay his shield is thor's hammer that you know in essence you dig it yeah i can see that yeah i dig, dig it that. okay cool okay, that's cool you you may proceed uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could totally dig that but um i like the way they wrote him where it's like He's still Sam Wilson, right? He's not Steve Rogers, Captain America. He's not that guy. He's still his himself, right? And Anthony Mikey does a great job playing that character where it's for me to the point where it's like I see him in other roles and it's like, oh, look, it's Falcon. You know, he's, that's Anthony Mikey. Because I think he puts a lot of his own characteristics to that character, you know? I feel like he had a fun time playing that role and he did a great job just, you know, making sure he lives up to the Captain America name toward the end. You know, I think they did a really good job because this is a balancing act. Imagine yourself on the writer's desk, all right? You're sitting down for the show and everyone's looking at each other going, okay, we did our job. America loves Steve Rogers. But now we got to get them to fall in love with a new Captain America. How on earth are we going to do that? And their thought of presenting it to the Falcon in the beginning where we're like, well, we like the Falcon. Maybe maybe, maybe he can be our Captain America. I don't, I don't know. And then having the Falcon willingly give it up and say, it belongs to no one. Let's put it in the museum. To it being unknowingly given to some rando, rando to us, right, viewers. Right. Seeing him muck it up, crap cap, as they say. And then the Falcon maybe gets you. it. <laughs> and then the Falcon gets it. And now we're like, hell yeah, we're on board. We see what can happen if someone else doesn't have it. We really want the Falcon to be the new Captain America. He is our new Cap. Yeah. It was genius because that's not easy to do. It's not, man. And I think because Chris Evans just did a great job as Steve Rogers' Captain America that to find, I guess, his replacement pretty much and to make his character interesting, right? You know, mm -hmm. to make it his own character and interesting, it, it's, it has to be well written and they have to give that person a good backstory and it's not easy at all. I hear rumor that we may see Chris Evans, not for a whole movie or a whole TV show, but he may make a, an entrance in the future. I don't know. It's not validated. It's just rumors of, of how it could happen. Yeah. Which would um, be dope. I'm down with yeah, that. Yeah, that would be cool. I kind of maybe like um No, just like a like just, a cameo. I feel like it should be even smaller than what Robert Downey Jr. did in Spider-Man. You get what I'm saying? Like he was only in the movie for 10 minutes, but. No, I think like James Rhodes in this season. Oh, okay. So just like one little quick scene. Yeah. And Definitely. Yeah, that would be I pretty cool. I think it would cool. be dope. All right, let's move over to Bucky, played by Sebastian Stan. You go first. What you think? All right, so with Bucky, I like the fact that they they touched on, like, some of the trauma that he, he went through as Winter Soldier. I like the whole idea of him going back and making amends. Not looking back at it, I like the way that he goes back and visits the old man at the end, and I wish we got more of that. I wish we, we would have seen... In hindsight, that whole scene developed because I think they did a really good job throughout the season showing his trauma, how he got out of the initial Winter Soldier programming from Wakanda. That scene was incredible. Probably the best, one of the best scenes in the series, just showing his reaction in Wakanda. Yeah, I really dug what they did with Bucky. I think that 
his character progression is that to the point where he's back at being like the good doer, you know, the way that he used to be in the first Captain America before all of this happened. You know, for me, Bucky, if you recall the top of this series in our podcast, I talked about how I was really interested in getting to know more about him. And I still am, which is good. The reality is this wasn't his show. This was right. the Falcon, a.k.a. the new Captain America, obviously. But you know what it did? It brought Bucky to the forefront. And that's what these Disney Plus shows are doing. They're bringing in the new crew to the forefront. People that we knew that were we dug, but they were in the background, sometimes come up, be funny and witty, but, you know, we got Iron Man, Captain America, you know. Yeah. They're bringing them to the forefront. They're making them more important. I love how they've kind of tied Bucky with Wakanda. And I don't know if they're going to do anything with it, but there's possibilities there, which is great. I think Sebastian does a great job being Bucky. I really wish Christina was doing this podcast with us because she's a therapist. She could talk about Bucky's mindset and what's going right. on. And she could you know, really break that down for us. I won't pretend to. I could pretend and mimic things she said in the past, but it would be wrong. Right. <laughs> I would just be saying, <laughs> I've heard these words before. I'm going to apply it to this guy. Yeah. I think as a whole, they did a really good job. I love the fact that Bucky and Falcon still have that like joking, funny camaraderie. I think that's beautiful, the buddy comedy. And I think it was amazing that scene when the Wakandan just pressed a, a pressure point on his arm and it just fell off, which I think was awesome. Yeah. And that could play into something further with our new bad guy, the power broker, as she learns the technologies. And again, we'll go into this in a little bit um, now that she's back into the government. Moving on to John Walker, Crap Cap. That's your favorite. Well, I got to tell you, I call him Crap Cap. I get mad at him, but that's because we're supposed to get mad at him. Right. And I think so it's out of respect. Like a... Well, I think they're doing a great job. They made a great villain. They made it where at times, even though I hate him so much, I feel bad for him and I want him to be good. I'm like, all right, you got the super serum. To be honest with you, I would have snuck one in too. Put it yeah. in my ass as well. <laughs> <laughs> Started doing some push-ups. I want him to be a good guy. Chances are he's going to be one of those middle of the road, you know, comic book type. Yeah, like neutral, right? Like kind of like in, in the gray area. Yeah, kind of like a Deadpool in the comics where he's like, he's a good guy, but he's also a bad guy. He's a good guy, he's a bad guy, he's a good guy. You know yeah. what I mean? I think maybe he could be that unless they choose to make him a super villain. Regardless, I love him on screen. They did mess up with his arc. It didn't make sense how he got so enraged, and then all of a sudden he was like, no, I'm going to help. Ultimately, it was rushed for me. Yeah. I think they could have done 10 episodes and really fleshed this out. You know, with Wyatt Russell, I, I got to give him credit because he played that role very well. In the beginning, like you said, you know, we don't like this guy as Captain America. Maybe, I believe you said it in one of the episodes, Jason, where it was just like, maybe if they would have given him a different name, he would have a better shot. We would have gotten more on board with him. So he played in a way where it's like, all right, we'll give him a chance. As Marvel fans, we see what's coming, but maybe there's an opening for, you know, for him to turn good or, you know, something like that. And here's this former soldier trying to prove himself to be as good as Steve Rogers, which is, you know, you're not going to do that, right? You're not going to be Steve Rogers, but he's trying so hard to be the next Captain America, be the next Steve Rogers, which is something Sam was not trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of, had that mindset and it kept making him more like insane pretty much just trying to live up to that name to the point where he just becomes the bad guy yeah. and for me you know i really liked how john walker was written throughout the whole series until the very last episode where it was just like it kind of switched right like he kind of switched into like a good guy when 
the previous episode, it was all leading up to for him to fight yeah. the new Captain America. And I know that's probably going to, he's probably going to be the next big bad for Sam Wilson's uh, Captain America in the next movie. I don't know, man. They ended him like in a bad note for me. I feel like they did this campy scene at the end where he's like, oh, I am, you know, US agent. And it's just like, oh, man, all of that was great until that very last scene. And it's like, I really hope they kind of bring him back because I like Wyatt Russell. He did a great job and go back to, you know, how they originally were developing him. So well, yeah, I'm wondering, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm wondering, you know, maybe that scene was because we're supposed to see that, you know, he was in the military and he, he wanted to move up in the ranks. He wanted to earn the medals, earn the rewards, and he loved doing that. So then he was going to be Captain America and then he lost that grasp. And maybe to him, he felt like he was a nobody again. And now he's been given the opportunity to be U.S. agent. And he's like, I have an identity again. And now I can excel at that. I just feel like that he did a great job in the series, Wyatt Russell, and that character is very interesting to me. I hope that yeah. be seen uh, didn't ruin his character going forward. I, I hope they get back to the heart of what they were doing with him in the beginning of the series, but he, he did a great job. So we're going to move forward and we're going to skip a couple of characters and move to Zemo. And Lewis, what did you think about Zemo? I loved seeing him back. I didn't think I would like him so much. And then the way they brought him back and gave him more to do and... He still played that villainous character that we all loved from the movies, but he did it in a way where it's like, you want to see more of him. You know, it's not like, let's just kill this guy off. He's done. Like, I really think they could do much more. And I think they are going to bring him back. For sure. Yeah, I just think he owned that role. Lewis, I mirror your thoughts on all accounts. I think Zemo was amazing. I think it was great. They, they brought him back. As a bad guy, before he was like a secondary bad guy, right? He wasn't the main villain in that movie. But then they put him into this story. And they develop him so well. They give him doubt. They give him swagger. They give him power. They give him money. Yeah. And they make it where we now understand where he's coming from. And he's not just a Hydra punk, quote unquote. He actually yeah. did this for a reason. He doesn't feel that people should have power because absolute power corrupts absolutely. And he's got money and that's the power he wants. <laughs> But he's slick, he's smart, he's kind of like um, an evil Sherlock in a way. That's a bad analogy, but you know what I'm saying. He He's witty, and he gets shit done, and he figures things out. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where he goes later on. And I think I said in the past, it'd be nice if he was kind of a good guy too, like a gray area type guy. Who knows? But again, Marvel did their job. Because let's be serious, these Disney Plus shows are not just to get people to subscribe to Disney Plus. I think it's more to set off the next phase of marvel and get people to show up for the movies right and yeah, then like previews to like like a big preview to the next film right so it's a double edge that you know get more people subscribed to disney plus but the ultimate goal is get them to the movies for the new marvel movies and then yeah. the ultimate ultimate goal is to get people back in the disney parks yeah that's what sure. it always was about for sure i think um just to add on to that i think they did w with zemo what they should have or they at least tried to do with John Walker, where they made him kind of like a character in the gray area. And by the time he's done at the end of the series, he's still there, right? Like yeah. you could still see him come back as maybe someone in a neutral area or come back as a huge bad guy. Who knows? But exactly. I, I like where he ends up. Me too. And let's end it on Sharon Carter. I said it in last episode. I'm not a big fan of Sharon Carter. I'm really not a big fan of Emily Van Camp, to be honest with you. I hope they build her better in whatever she does next. We have an idea that she might be in Armor Wars because it would make sense. She's now in the government. The last thing she said is we're gonna now have all the secrets 
to the technologies. So I'm intrigued, but she better do better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just not. Yeah. I haven't been sold on her. I'm not sold on the fact that she's the power broker. And the whole series, I felt like she couldn't be. Not because she can't be a bad guy or, or she can't, you know, live up to that power broker villain role. You know, I kind of feel like she was the second in command to the power broker. And later on, if they want, they could bring back someone that's higher up on, like, who's she talking to on the cell phone? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think she has a partner for sure. But I think what you're feeling, dude, is that when we initially saw her on screen in the movies, when she was living next door to our cap, mm-hmm. they didn't have this planned. So we're feeling that. I think they'll pull it off. It's Marvel. They'll figure it out. But at this point, they haven't sold me yet. I'm not totally sold on her as a power broker either. And I'm hearing different rumors of maybe like the real Mandarin would come back and he's the one on top. And it's just I'm not buying it. So we'll see where that goes. So we went over the main characters. Also, there's Carly, Isaiah, and a couple of other characters. But I think we've done enough. We've fleshed it out enough where we can go into our next segment. Who is your MVS for the entire series? I'm going to have to go with Sam. We saw more, especially in the later episodes of how he was owning that Captain America role and also how, as the character, he owned the counselor role, right? Like, he's very good at talking to people, how he was talking to Carly, trying to bring her back, how he was trying to calm down John Walker in that one scene. I thought that was very well done. And just Anthony Mackie just did a really good job at playing Sam Wilson. I really dug the Sam character in this series. And for me, it was either him or Bucky. They were like toe-to-toe, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Sam, mainly because he looked badass in that Captain America costume <laughs> and, and, you know, the wings and everything, the way he came in. It was pure comic book joy when he came in as Captain America. Look, I would go Bucky if there was more to him in this series. I think there was very good scenes with him, very good action scenes. I think Bucky was pivotal in many occasions where he went and talked to Sam in the beginning of the series he went up to him they wouldn't have been working together if it wasn't for him and there was a few times where it was Bucky's initiative that got things rolling or things in the right direction but in the end I'm gonna have to agree with you and I'm gonna have to go Sam yeah I was thinking you were gonna go Sharon to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah no definitely Bucky from the very get-go he's the one that kind of pushed the story forward right like he's the one that found sam he's like hey what the hell why aren't you captain america why'd you give away the shield and he started the whole thing going so i feel like bucky is right toe-to-toe with sam but i think we just had to go with sam on this well i love that storyline uh, bucky actually was mad at sam he was actually hurt because sam not taking the crown quote-unquote and yeah. not being enough to be captain america meant that Steve Rogers was wrong. And if Steve Rogers was wrong about Sam, then maybe Steve Rogers was wrong about me, me being Bucky. And if Steve is wrong about me, then that means I am not as valuable as he told me I am. And maybe I am the evil assassin, assassin murderer that my demons in my head are telling me I am. I thought that was beautiful. I think Sebastian Stan and, and Anthony Mackie just had great chemistry in those roles that it played perfectly. Let's move over to our series rankings. Now, I'm looking over everyone's scores. Let's start with Brian. His episode one was 8.5. His episode two was 8.9. Three, 9.3. Four, 9.5. Episode five, 9.4. Episode six, 9.3. Those are high, buddy. And he wrote to us. He told us what his series ranking is, and it's an 8.5. He said, overall fun series, but some large plot holes that weren't recoverable with the rewrites. 
he was writing shorthand. Um, <laughs> oh, well, we tend to agree with him. 8.5, so he's equaling it with his lowest, which was episode one. Look, there were some high points. There were some great moments, and that's why I think you guys went really high with this, and it makes sense. Yeah. For me, I did episode one, 8.0, episode two, 8.5, three, 7.9, four, 8.6, five, I wasn't there, so I don't have one, six, 7.9, and I think for my series as a whole, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with that 7.9. Now, oh, keep really? In, yeah, but keep in mind, sevens, I've been doing this for a long time now. So yeah, I'm a little jaded, yeah. okay? In the beginning, when I first started podcasting, everything was like eights and nines. This is the way I think. If you're in the nines, especially like 9.5 up, that's perfection. Yeah. If you're in the eights, that is amazing. I'm telling everybody you have to watch it. you got to see it. It's awesome, you know? If it's in the sevens, I'm still saying it was really good. You should go see it. Then it starts to drop. So I think sevens is still blockbuster hit. Still, you're making millions and millions of dollars and everyone loves it. So 7.9 for me is a really good score. Let, let me give you a comparison. Do you watch on YouTube Dave Portnoy's One Bite? He does pizza reviews. No, but that sounds interesting, but no. Uh, Barstool Sports. He never gives. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard Yeah. So high sevens, low eights are like really good pizza. Right. And then there's only a few that are up higher than that. He's a little harsher than me, but I'm kind of going by that. I've fallen into that routine. Yeah, you're a harsh asshole, Jason. That's what you're No, right. no, no. You're harsh. No, I think going into the series, me and Brian kind of, uh, I'm going to say we're on a scale, right? Like on a curve. In school, they grade on a curve. Of course. Um, so I think we went kind of high on some episodes. I'm going to admit that because I think we came off of WandaVision and we're just like, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Your episode one was 7.0. Oh, wow. Your episode one was low. It was low, yeah. Well, you know what happened? I feel like I kind of started out kind of where you were at, where it's like, all right, seven's a good episode, you know, 7.0, it's an average. And then I think the Marvel excitement got to me where it's just like, oh, that scene was great, 8.5. But the rest of the episode was like, oh, it's okay. You know? <laughs> so I'm telling you, I think I, I think my my thing is on a scale. I have 7.0 uh, episode one, 8.5 episode two, 9.0 episode three, 9.5, which was the best for me uh, on episode four, 9.5 three on episode five and 8.9 episode six yeah i think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with an 8.4 for the series overall uh just to agree with brian i had fun i enjoyed the whole series there are some plot holes that didn't work out for me and some character changes toward the end really caught me off guard in the sense it's like I, I don't like what they did here like it, it just took me away from from what they were doing with those characters so for that i'll just go with an 8.4 well, they weren't able to wrap it up as cleanly as they would have if they didn't have to take some stuff out. You know, it's funny. I was looking at this. So for all of us, episode four seems to be our favorite. Yeah, I think episode four was uh, the John Walker episode where he just went insane. You know what? For IMDb, episode four was the best. 9.0 as well. Not Rotten Tomatoes, though. All yeah, right. in hindsight, I think we went a little high on the, on the scaling. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You love it. You love it. No one yeah. can tell you otherwise. <laughs> No, it was entertaining. Melissa wrote into us via contact at coffeeclasscrew.com and said, Hey guys, I was listening to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode and you were confused about how Sharon was going to her, quote, old division. As S.H.I.E.L.D. is down now, well, Sharon was actually a CIA agent. In Captain America 2, they show us what the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are doing now. At the end of the movie, they show Maria Hill joining Stark Industries and Sharon Carter joining the CIA, even in Civil War. She was a CIA agent and not a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. 
Just wanted to let you guys know. Love your podcast. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, I never thought she was S.H.I.E.L.D., but I was trying to think what would she be next if they were going to make her a pivotal role. CIA was never kind of like a, a centered agency for Marvel. So that's why we were thinking, does she go and is she going to be in Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson? You know, we don't yeah. know where it's going. So thank you again, Melissa, for writing in. We appreciate you listening. And as a whole, I think it was a win for Marvel. Yet another win. Like, they need any more. Because they've been just knocking it out of the park with their movies, of course, and now their Disney Plus shows. So what is in the cards for Marvel? Well, we know that June 11th, coming up, we have Loki. There's a gray area for you. Is it oh, good guy? Yeah, is it bad guy? Sometimes a good guy, sometimes a bad guy. Sometimes an asshole. But you know what? You still kind of love him. For some reason, he's charming. Tom Hiddleston plays Loki so well that it's he's not a bad guy anymore. There's no way he's going to be a bad guy. He, at the end of this, he's so likable that he'll be an anti-hero and we're all going to get on board with Loki. Has to be. Of course, we have Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson in this cast, Gugu McBatha-Raw, Winmi Musaku, Sophia Martino, and Sasha Lane. I'm really curious what Owen Wilson's going to be doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. What we know so far, <laughs> that was my Owen Wilson. I know it wasn't that good. Spot on. So you recall that the Avengers, Endgame, when the Avengers travel back in time to the Battle of New York, the Loki that was laying siege to New York at the time gets his hands on the Tesseract and disappears. Remember that? Oh, yeah. This new series, Loki, will follow the exploits of the version of the character, a version who has not gone through the redemptive arc of Thor, the Dark World, or Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Infinity War. He's the really mischievous, the asshole one. That hasn't He's the learned. original Loki. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, I guess so. The series will find the god of mischief traveling through various time periods, getting into many shenanigans as he's detained by the Time Variance Authority. So he's going to be traveling in a phone booth. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bad joke. Uh, I'm, wah, intrigued. Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm intrigued with this. The multiverse. He can have fun. He can be Loki and lay waste and then leave. You know, one of the story cruxes, if you're writing a storyline you can't have them be too crazy or mischievous because you still have to tell a story after it yeah. and I, I don't know much about this show yet no one does we could see him in the beginning just really being an asshole doing something really messed up being very manipulative making people play into his hands and wreaking havoc and then bouncing to another one so they could really play with this and have him go through a lot of arcs a lot of up and downs maybe learn a few things i'm very intrigued and i can't wait to watch this Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they're going to go back to how he played it in the original Avengers. And since Thor isn't there to kind of guide him toward the good side of Loki, I think it's going to be all out uh, mischievous Loki doing crazy fun things. And like you said, he's just going to do one thing and just bounce out and do whatever he wants because it's Loki, you know. But um, yeah, I'm all in for this series for sure. And then we'll skim over a few other ones. Uh, We have What If... On Disney Plus, premiere date, summer 2021. Cast Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Josh Brolin as Thanos. It's a cartoon. We should tell you that. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, the Hulk. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And the list goes on and on. (laughs) Number of episodes, 23. What we know so far, the first animated new Marvel TV show on Disney Plus is an adaptation of the comics run What If, which was a series of one-off comics that imagined what would happen if certain scenarios had played out differently. Here, we'll see how events from the MCU may have played out, had the circumstances or outcomes changed a bit. 
It's been confirmed that the first story will show what would happen if Peggy Carter had taken the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Oh, and what if Loki had wielded Yolmir instead of Thor? Wow. This is going to be crazy. I can't wait for that. I'm watching it. No, it's going to be cool. I think at one point you're going to show how T'Challa is Star-Lord. Oh, nice. In one episode. So it's going to be very, very interesting how they're going to mix characters with different scenarios. I'm very excited for that one. Then next we have Hawkeye, late 2021. Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, Vera Farmiga. Six episodes. What we know so far, this limited series will follow Hawkeye after the events of Endgame, training up Kate Bishop who in the comics eventually takes on the mantle of Hawkeye. Oh, I'm digging that. I love that. Jeremy Renner, need more of him. I know he's the old cast, so it seems like they're going to start to phase him out, unfortunately. Damn it. Give him some yeah. super serum. He'll be right on board with everybody. Hawkeye was a badass as Ronin in the, in the last yeah. endgame. So he's still badass. I think they could still use him, and hopefully we see more of that badassery in this series. <laughs> yeah. Next, we got Ms. Marvel. Premiere date, late 2021. They don't know much yet. We have for cast, Iman Vellani. Number of episodes to be announced. Well, we know so far this is a TV series based on the Marvel Comics superhero Ms. Marvel, also known as Kamala Khan. The character is a teenage Pakistani-American with shape-shifting abilities who eventually discovers that she is an inhuman. In the comics, she assumes the role of Ms. Marvel as handed down from Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Curious. This is going deep now. It's only going to go deeper once they bring in Fantastic Four and X-Men, but we'll stick to what's coming up in the near future. And now these are a lot of uh, to-be-announced, so I'll just skim them. Moon Knight... Cast Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke so far. It's based on the comics character of the same name, Moon Knight, and it will follow a former criminal who becomes the first of Khonshu and evolves multiple personalities. I'm actually really excited to see Oscar Isaac. I'm kind of biased because he's half Cuban, so I want to see play out, you know, some representation on that series. So it's going to be a fun ride for that. Then we have She-Hulk, uh, date 2022, Mark Ruffalo, Tatiana Maslany, Tim Roth, Ginger Gonzaga, 10 episodes, and we don't know much yet about it. But um, we do know Bruce Banner is no longer the only Hulk in the MCU. Tatiana Mislani, she's a very, very good actress. I think she's going to kick ass again, just like I said with Hawkeye. Uh, but there's no other words to say. I mean, these characters are just going to be badass, kick-ass superhero characters. So she's going to go in there and just, you know, destroy this role. Nice. Then we have Secret Invasion. By the way, we're just going over TV shows. There's going to be movies within all this. Oh, yeah, for sure. We don't know the premiere date. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark. Oh, shit. We don't know much about it, but I'm intrigued. Then we have Ironheart and Armor Wars. Cast Don Cheadle. And then I am Groot. That should be fun. Wow. I think that's going to be a cartoon. We're supposed, to get like a, oh, we're supposed to get like a Christmas special, too, I think, from Gardens of the Galaxy, which should be pretty funny. Oh, nice. And James Gunn will be executive producer of I am Groot. And then an untitled Wakanda series. Dude, this is going to be dope. It's really a great time to be a Marvel fan. Yeah. They should just call them the streaming service Marvel Plus. I know. They really should, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or just like Star Wars Marvel Plus. I don't know. Maybe it's too long of a line. Oh, but. yeah. Because Mandalorians. I love Mandalorian as well. Well, it's been really fun covering this series. And I'm glad that I could partake a little more. When Brian asked us if he could do a podcast with us, I told him we don't have time. Yeah. Christine and myself. And I told him I'd probably make one or two episodes. So I'm glad I was able to show up to as many as I did. But let's have a few more questions. If you were a Marvel character, Lewis, who would you be? I'm going to go with X-Men's Nightcrawler because I like his power just to teleport. Oh, nice. Anywhere I want. Cool. Anywhere I want. I just want to teleport. I think I'd but, be uh, Star-Lord. I could see that. 
because they think I'm <laughs> as goofy and and stupid at times as he is. I could see that. I might fight I a think... villain with a dance off. No, I could. Uh, yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> What would you think, Brian? I think Brian would actually be Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> he's smart. He's witty. But yeah, do you trust him fully? I don't know. <laughs> he's kind of in the gray area, right? Yeah. Like... He could snap any second. <laughs> Clatchers, thank you so much for being a part of the CKC family in this. I just want to say, and I wish Brian was here for this, that I'm really happy that you, Lewis, and Brian decided to take this on to do a CKC podcast. I think you guys did a great job. You're starting to see some of the uh, pains of doing a podcast. Now try to do that with doing three other ones every month and then covering a second show at the uh, same time and then yeah. see if you have your sanity. And now you'll understand yeah. why I am so yeah. crazy on the mic. Oh, and add Christina, right? Yep, and well, she's the <laughs> she's the stable one. <laughs> no, man, it was, it was great. Uh, thanks for having us on. Jason, it's been really uh, a pleasure to work with you guys. Uh, Brian also, with all the work he's put into this, I think yeah. we got to give him all the props to Brian. So thank you, Brian. And um, thank you, Christina, for, for letting us just take over your co-hosting spot. So thank you so much. Yeah, Brian, great job. I know it's a learning curve to edit. You got good really quick. And I think if you continue to do this, you'll be one of the best. No, too much. And I think if you continue to do this, you'll reach mastery in no time. And Clatchers, thank you so much for going on this ride with us. If you like the CKC and you want to follow us to see what our future projects are, follow us on Twitter at CKC Podcast, Facebook, CKC Podcast, Instagram. Go to coffeeclatchcrew.com. We have a lot of gear there. We have a what we're watching, which is spoiler-free grades on TV shows and movies. And if you really like what Christina and myself are doing, you can always follow us on Patreon give us a little helping hand and support us where every month we give you a coffee break podcast a bonus podcast and a movie review and as always we thank you for your support thank you for your reviews for your listenership and until next time this rounds on me be sure to subscribe to our podcast follow us on twitter and instagram at ckc podcast and if you'd like to support Jason and Christina and would love even more content including bonus casts and movie reviews Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash ckcpodcast. This round is on me. Please hang up and try again. A.K.A. Captain America. A.K.A. Sam. Sam Wilson. A.K.A. Cool Dude. Okay, stop. Start all over. You got to try things. He's going to put this at the end. You know that, right? (laughs) Let's start at the top with the Falcon, a.k.a. Winter Soldier. Fuck me, man. Well, no, we do multiverses, dude. We got Loki coming up. Oh, there you go. That's a good segue. I mean, that's a good way. It is a good segue, except we're not ready to segue into that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. But you know what it did? It brought Falky. Falky? Falky. It brought Bucky. Do we have a rankings in here? Like, do we call it something? Yeah. It looks like there's an episode ranking. But do we have, uh, like, a shield ranking? I forget what we call it. I don't know, man. I, I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mendelssohn? Olivia Coleman. She just won an Oscar, right? I don't know. Cut that. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Oh, shit. Well, she we just knows- won an Oscar, right? No. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Let's wrap it up with a few things. Let me ask you, Lewis, if you were a Marvel character, who would you be? Oh, man. Are we just talking cinematic universe right now? Like what we've had so far or? No. Anyone? Sure. Right. I don't like this question, Jason. This is a lot. It's hard. It's a lot of pressure. Louis, can you tell I'm pulling everything out of my ass right now? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. But I, look, I'm, I'm totally, I, I, I believe in Brian so much. They could make a good episode out of this. Mind you, he's kind of like a zombie right now, so I don't know how well he's gonna do. But good luck, Brian. If I was a Marvel character, I am going to have to be. Fuck you, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, because it was if it's DC, I'm like, all right, I'm Batman, like straight up Batman. But Marvel, I never really thought about it. Let's say, hmm. I don't want to say Iron Man because it's like the obvious. Uh, uh, this is gonna be lowest rating CKC episode. You'd you'd be Ant Man's best friend. I uh, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that is racist. You son of a but bitch. He's funny as shit, dude. Oh uh, man, he's great. I love him. Yeah, I love him. I, I um, he could snap any second. <laughs> we love. Let's prove that. I could just say flag, and we'll see what he. Oh, he's gonna get angry. I'm kidding, Brian. Jason, take that out, man. Please, I don't want, I don't want him to kill me. 